Welcome to All Things Vegas, nourishing self-care for the helping professional. During our time together, we will explore a wide variety of topics relating to self-care, all especially geared to the helping professional. Our guests are all thought leaders and cutting edge providers in their respective fields of endeavor. They will offer not only helpful insights, but practical skills that you can begin to use immediately. Nina Kalm has been working as a psychotherapist for 15 years, during which she has worked with a wide variety of modalities that lead to wellness. She has experience working with mood disorders such as depression and anxiety, eating disorders, trauma, PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, as well as perinatal disorders. Nina's past experience with nutritional and integrative medicine has emphasized the correlation between physical and mental health. Her diverse background with clinical, energetic, and interdisciplinary training allows her to assess the relationship between body and mind, taking the whole person and their life experiences into consideration. Nina's goal is to address the multifaceted aspects of imbalance and disease through holistic approaches, mind-body connections, and soul-level healing. So welcome to All Things Vegas. Nina, we are so glad to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So um, our topic today is around breath. And of course, I think most of us recognize that, of course, we always have our breath with us. So it's a pretty, pretty cool thing to actually explore a little bit more in depth and talk a bit about what it has to do with, um, obviously it, it keeps us alive, but it also can be really useful in, um, in, in the impact that it has on not only our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, our mental health. And so that is where I think the exploration of this topic is gonna be really interesting with you today, so. Yeah, and I, I really love talking about breath. It's something that I've um, has really helped me both personally and professionally, and kind of just even thinking about that we breathe more than 20,000 breaths in a day, often without giving it much thought. I think, you know, we're aware that it's an automatic um, process, and it's also controllable, meaning that it reflects our state of mind and even our health. Um, and it's a self-healing modality that we have access to at any time. Um, right. There are so many other things out there that are kind of harder to kind of be in touch with, but breath is something that we always have within us and around us and right. available to right. us. So I'm going to guess that one of the main one of the main things around using breath to support your health and using it as a self-care tool, which is you know really what we're very interested in with with this particular podcast, is the mere fact that. Um, and, and maybe you can speak to this, but I would guess that one of the first things would be to learn to become more aware of our breath. Absolutely. And, and breath work is a process of using kind of various breathing exercises to improve physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, as you said. But it's also kind of... Um, it's become a whole field of self-discovery in itself and is an umbrella term because there are so many... When we say yeah. <laughs> breath or breath work, there are so many different... Um, kind of modalities that can be utilized. And um, I want to talk more specifically um, about transformational or conscious connected breath work. But first, kind of, we can talk a little bit about why, like you said, why why it's popular, why it's becoming something that, you know, I, I think more and more people are interested in right. breath work or talking about 
um, breath work. And I think a lot of that is as a society, we're experiencing a lot of stress and overwhelm. And it's a tool kind of to become more resilient and access at, at any time. Um, also that kind of disconnect from ourselves as we kind of go through our days, we become further and further away from kind of a state of presence that allows us to kind of ground ourselves and check in and cope with whatever's going on in our environment. So, um, what I, you know, so the question that I have for you is, is that as we begin to explore all of the different, cause yeah, absolutely there are dozens, if not hundreds of breath practices from all kinds of different traditions right? Yeah. In a lot of them, ancient, ancient traditions. Um, and there is also, I think, uh, you know, this, this idea of us learning to be, and we can use the word present with, or whatever, whatever term you want to use, aware of, you know, what our breath is actually doing in a particular moment in time. Uh, for example, when we are feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed or feeling challenged in any way um you know any do you have any just you know just to get started on this conversation anything that you can suggest in terms of learning to pay attention to our breath patterns in those times so that we know what we know what we're doing absolutely and i think some of that starts with kind of understanding kind of what's happening in our body the physiology and kind of the relationship to the nervous system with the breath which is kind of the underlying component to all of it and kind of by controlling our breath we can willfully influence the brain and the autonomic nervous system and literally change that mind body state um, and so by changing the pattern of our breathing we change the pattern of the information being kind of sent to the brain and calming the whole nervous system. So a lot of people probably listening to this are maybe already aware of um, kind of how breathing is a power switch to the whole nervous system. And there's two sections to the system. We have the sympathetic, which sends the stimulating signals to our organs, telling them to get ready for action, kind of that fight or flight response. Right, right. And then we have the parasympathetic, which is more of the calming the rest and digest, the relaxation, restoration component. And both are um, necessary for our overall well-being and functioning. One's not good and one's not bad, but it's important to kind of be aware of, because if you think of um, breathing, the sympathetic is um, correlated with the upper portion of your chest. So kind of that fight or flight. If you even think about what happens to your own breath as you become stressed, Right? It gets more shallow, it's rapid, um, and that's because those nerve receptors are located in kind of the upper portion of your chest versus the parasympathetic, that calming, um, those nerve receptors are located at the very, very bottom of your lungs. So when someone, when you're overwhelmed and someone says, take a deep breath, it's not just some woo-woo thing like just breathe, you know, there's, there's actually some science behind how that helps us. Mm -hmm calm down and your body will naturally do that too it's kind of fascinating right. of how you know after a, a big cry or something your body naturally is gasping for air or um you can kind of just notice in your own body too even when you're scared what happens to your breath you start to hold it when you're you know stressed it's shallow when you're calm um, it's deeper and kind of just recognizing how your body kind of corresponds with your breathing is the starting point to looking at what types of 
breath work um, modalities you choose to kind of play around with. So Nina, one of the things that I think that we want to touch on um, when we're talking especially to our podcast audience, the majority of them, of course, are uh, helping professionals in some manner, in some field, allied field, is I'm going to guess that there's uh, therapeutic use here. Um, in in the in the in in working with clients or working with patients, um, can you speak at least briefly to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, we are all unique, and mm-hmm. so our path to wellness is going to vary right. significantly. I don't think, even as a talk therapist, sometimes I think that talk therapy is very limited in kind of accessing kind of the deeper somatic kind of nature of our emotions that really kind of seeing that we in order to heal we have to feel Um, and trauma isn't only what happens to us but it's more about kind of what's happening inside of us and seeing how we store trauma often on a cellular level and really recognizing that trauma is kind of the result of frozen or trapped energy energetically mm-hmm. in our bodies. And, and breath work is a really beautiful and gentle way to kind of allow that individual to tap into and move and continue that energetic cycle in order to release on an emotional level whatever it is that's keeping them stuck. Yeah. And they, they don't necessarily need to have the language or the words to kind of identify what it is that's happening on a cognitive level. It's really tapping into that felt sense and just feeling and moving um, and releasing it. Yeah, exactly. So it's a really uh, a way of getting at getting at the experiences that sometimes words fail. Absolutely. Yeah. And kind of on that energetic level, too, you know, it's, it's vibrational patterns are kind of elevated and changed to a higher frequency where they can be altered if, if you believe in frequency and kind yeah, of yeah. that avenue of it. But there's so many different ways in which mm-hmm. breathwork can be therapeutic. And another component of it, too, is when we experience trauma, often it's really uncomfortable to be in our body. And with this type of breath work, the individual um, has kind of a break in a gas pedal. You get to set the speed and intensity of your breath. So if an experience is too much, you learn how to back down and slow it down until you're ready to kind of breathe harder or faster. And so I think for that person to be able to, on their own, mm-hmm. control that and to learn to move between the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system is incredibly um, beneficial for for healing trauma. Right, exactly. Well, it gives us agency where we maybe don't feel like we had any. Right, yeah, absolutely. And it's a way to, it's empowering for a lot of people too. It's a way to kind of tap into and connect with themselves. It's it's not someone else isn't doing something to you. They, they are fixing and healing themselves I think a lot of times you're waiting for someone else to kind of (laughs) wish there was a magic wand to be waved but instead it is really empowering to kind of have that connection with yourself be able to move it and handle it and tolerate it in a in a safe way where um, you don't need to fear that distress exactly excellent Exactly. So if I'm understanding you correctly, it, 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 um, I think there, it sounds like there is such a, um, and I think we, I think a lot of people ignore this, um, this component perhaps a little bit is, is that yes, there is a, certainly a mental emotional component, but it's driven by, it's driven by the body. It's driven by physiology. It's driven by the nervous system's Mm -hmm. 
response to us regulating our breath. Am I correct in saying yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then also looking at kind of the, the vagal nerve too, right. which is communicating um, from, from the brain to all the vital organs in the body. And what happens with stress right. is stress kind of weakens that communication system where it makes it harder to, for your body and your brain to communicate. And breathing is another tool also that can help kind of strengthen that vagal communication, which is another added benefit while we're talking about the science. <laughs> as long as we're talking about the science, And all right? things yeah. Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So um, transformational breath work or conscious connected breath work is a really specific um, type of breathing. And it's different from kind of mindfulness and meditation type practices in that it's super active. Um, it's set up in 35 minutes of active, hard breathing, and then kind of 20 to 25 minutes of restorative, kind of more receiving, more receptive. Um, and it's, it's a form of breath work that spans thousands of years and has existed across multiple cultures, kind of resurfacing in the West to bridge that gap between the body, mind, and spirit. There's kind of those three components. And I really see it as um, more than a physical tool. It's a way to kind of connect with your authentic self and really bring more life force into your body. Um, and it's different for everyone. Each session is always specific to that individual, meaning that sometimes we go into breath work with a certain expectation that, oh, today I'm going to process this or deal with this. And it ends up being a really light kind of um, creative experience, enlightening versus other times you think you're doing really great. And then you end up realizing, and you still are doing great, but you end up kind of dealing with or some things that you didn't know you were carrying can kind of be brought to the surface. So it's really unique to the individual. There's no one set course right. of how it's going to unfold. So people often ask, well, what can I expect? And there's, there's not a clear answer because it depends on you and your history right. and your physiology and kind of um, all of that. But there's there's a lot of different kind of benefits to that type of breath work. And I kind of break it up in the physical, emotional, and kind of um, spiritual kind of categories to kind of talk about why it's beneficial to, to practice right, breath exactly. work. Right, exactly. And that kind of breath work, you need a facilitator to help you with that. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think initially it's really helpful to... Um, have someone who's helping you and or it is absolutely necessary in the right. beginning and the, the more you do it you know the goal is to kind of train people to access their breath right. on their own it's right, right. <laughs> exactly so yeah. it's available but in the beginning for sure because it's it's guided um and sometimes you need a little encouraging to kind of stay with kind of the intensity and the rate and the rhythm right. of the breathing and if things do come up during a session too it's really nice to kind of have right. A trained professional to kind of assist you in navigating and processing kind of whatever it is that emerges for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can be very powerful. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people kind of wonder what what's actually happening in our body while we're engaging in transformational conscious connected breath work and um, faster breathing leads to hyperoxygenating of your blood, which makes your blood more alkaline, which allows for certain changes in brain activity, which is kind of how we can access different states or kind of get out of that beta awake state into more of the alpha moving into further down 
um, different brainwave patterns. So there is actual physiological thing happening. And um, I'm often asked also, what is the difference between this type of breath work and hyperventilating? And the difference is that you are activating both parasympathetic and sympathetic. In hyperventilation, it's only the sympathetic nervous system where when we activate both, it's a, a different sensation in your body of being able to move between them. And it's something that you can control and stop versus hyperventilating feels like it's more happening right. to you. So when we are talking about the ideas of using breath and, and of course, you know, kind of our, um, you know, kind of the, the point of the podcast is, of course, to, you know, there's an educational component for sure, but also it we really want to make some practices accessible to people on their own at work, whenever, in their car, you know, whatever, wherever and whenever they feel like they need to access it. So could we talk about, first of all, I think, um, Again, I'm going to kind of bring us back to the cues that we might get, our somatic cues, our body-based cues for when we might need to utilize a a breath practice. Because I think that um, I've observed that sometimes we get really kind of far down the trail before we realize that we're stressed. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. So do you have any, you know, kind of drawing back on, on that, do you have any suggestions or thoughts about how we can as as human beings tap more into our body-based experiences so that we can recognize our stress levels sooner right i mean i think a a lot of that kind of goes back to trying to be as proactive Mm -hmm. as possible in terms of the mind-body connection and not waiting until you're experiencing a full-blown panic right. attack to, right. exactly. <laughs> to actually yeah. try to address it rather being um, more mindful and present on a daily basis. I think a lot of breath work is best utilized consistently every day, regardless of if you're feeling right. stress or not, to kind of, again, have, have more open communication with your body and your feelings and your thoughts um, before it gets to a place where it's problematic and breathing too I mean there's a lot of um, even looking at kind of the physical aspects as to why it's beneficial is even detoxification it activates the lymphatic system where we eliminate 70% of all toxins through our lungs so it's a really great way to kind of (laughs) proactively maintain health and then also most people only utilize about one third of their lung capacity when they breathe. So, you know, again, proactively doing more breath work is a way to um, kind of improve breathing patterns in general. It can be kind of interesting just to kind of place a hand on your your chest and your abdomen and just to check in with yourself. How do you breathe? Are you someone who naturally breathes into your belly? Do you use, you know, your full lung capacity or is it more kind of the upper components? Because most people don't breathe naturally into their bellies. It's something that we kind of have to um, kind of encourage ourselves to kind of do and kind of seeing it as a it is a way to relax and restore and soothe the nervous system. Yeah, and it sounds to me like just, you know, that attention as you suggested with hand on a chest, hand on belly, 
just to see how you're doing, you know, to start to learn what your patterns are so that, I mean, because we can't really address something to change it unless we really are cued into what we're already doing, you know, what's our, what's our baseline habit. So would that be something that you would suggest as a, as a practitioner that people could begin to do for themselves to begin to learn what their patterns are? Yeah. I mean, I think that the more present we are with ourselves, the more we know how we're feeling, it's a lot easier to kind of address anything. Awareness is always the first step to any kind of change. And I, I think in, Today's society, we're all so busy and stressed and overwhelmed and going, going, going versus kind of really being able to stop and pause and look at that when we are present, that's when we're able to kind of work on healing ourselves and tapping into that. Yeah, Yeah, we just have access to a lot uh, more information, so to speak, when we're not in a closed down state. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's assume that that um, our listeners will begin to do what you suggested in terms of hand on chest, hand on belly, begin to learn what their breathing patterns are, begin to pay attention to what their breath does through their day, just in the normal course of their work or their family time or whatever, right? So they get to, they begin to Uh, learn what that feels like. They begin to learn what the experience is. They begin to be able to connect the body experience to their emotional and experience as well as whatever kind of thought patterns Mm -hmm. might be coming up. Uh, Would that be a a fair thing to say? Yes. And and I think it's um, a part of breath work is really focusing on um, letting your breath become louder than your thoughts to get out of your head and into your body kind of turning off that thinking mind and activating more of your intuition because intuition is found more in that present state um, of surrender and flow too and um, we only have access to 20 percent of cognition meaning that 80 percent of everything that we do is in Mm -hmm. our subconscious and trying to address whether we're talking about mental health or stress or just everyday life kind of from a, a cognitive place is effective kind of for, for that 20% right. of what we're looking at. But so much else is kind of beneath it. And that's in that mm-hmm. kind of 80% vault, that felt sense. And by turning off our thinking, by really focusing on our breath, we're able to kind of feel feel that a little more. And breath breath work, what it does is it kind of slows down the frontal cortex, um, kind of deactivating the thinking mind to kind of Mm -hmm. connect with your inner intelligence and feel a little more, which sounds really simple, but it's hard for most of us. Very hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's very hard. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it sounds like it should be a, uh, well, just uh, stop thinking. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, no. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think it's probably less about stopping thinking Mm -hmm. and more about recognizing here I am doing it again. And you know, diverting your yeah. attention. You the know. more you tell yourself not to think exactly. about something, you think about exactly. it a hundred times, a yeah. hundred times more. So if we were to talk about, um, and I, I almost hesitate to use this word, but I'm going to use it anyway with air. So think about air quotes around mm-hmm. this, um, is, so if you had to define the perfect breath, what would mm-hmm. that be like? What would you, how would you define it? Well, they, they've actually been able to kind of study what what the perfect breath is 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 actually 5.5 seconds in and 5.5 
seconds out and it's kind of um in this um from from this state um it's it's a fluid movement of inhale to exhale and it allows increased blood flow to the brain and um your body enters kind of a state of coherence where the functions of the heart and circulation and nervous system everything is kind of coordinated to peak efficiency yeah that's really specific 5.5 mm-hmm. 5 yeah, seconds no, they, yeah they looked at it and <laughs> you know at, at the end too i'm happy to kind of talk about how people can practice that yeah. a little more on yes. their on their own yeah that'd be great um so can we talk about so this you know what i want to of course do is to make sure that our listeners come away from this conversation with something that they can actually do mm-hmm. you know something really really practical so you know the the real life application here i'm guessing mm-hmm. um is first of all recognizing what your normal breath patterns are mm-hmm. so that you know what it is you're working with and you can associate um, certain breath patterns with certain states of emotions and mental ability or mental clarity or lack of, right? And then, then you know, being able to use the breath to come back to a more coherent state mm-hmm. of, of being, right? So that you're, so that you're um, actually connected. Because mm-hmm. it feels to me like for, if, I'm, if I'm listening to what you're saying correctly or hearing what you're saying correctly is that it's, the, you know, the breath that helps relate, you know, kind of connect all of that. Absolutely. Right. And, and I think an, another component of it um, is looking at kind of the, the bigger picture of connection for people right. in general, where I think a lot of individuals are feeling kind of disconnected from themselves or from others or from community and and breath work is really a way to kind of reconnect with your authentic self to reconnect either um, with others or even with their belief system whether that's their spirituality their faith and um, there's a lot of I really see breath work also as in addition to the the physical and the emotional that there's a really strong spiritual mm-hmm. link to it where um, the West has really put a lot of emphasis on the physiological components kind of removing right. the link to spirit where um, breathing techniques have been used by ancient cultures for centuries as a means to access more spiritual dimensions of the self and for the purpose of deep insight and right transformation and um the word breath and soul or spirit are actually synonymous in a lot of cultures which i find really fascinating um the sanskrit prana the latin spiritus chinese chi japanese ki um the norse owned greek pneuma even polynesian aloha means of divine breath and spirit really just bringing more attention to that link of what what breathing is for us um and it's kind of the unknown power that we all hold within and being able to access that depending on who you are and and what what it is that you're um seeking and also along those lines too that there's a lot of um breathing allows us to alter our brainwave patterns you know we spend most of our waking hours kind of in this beta awake state but through through the breath we can actually move more into alpha theta delta even gamma which is more of that kind of super conscious kind of mystical right. type state right. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So let's do some practices, can we? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one thing we can try is looking at, um, like you were asking, what what is the perfect breath? And that yeah. is 5.5 seconds in and 5.5 seconds out. And, and breath is a fluid movement of... Um, we don't ever want to get to a complete exhale. We just want to keep it moving, kind of um, turn, turning like a wheel. And you can, people either call it box breathing or with this, you know, because it's, it's all even. But right. you can count on your fingers as you inhale um, five seconds. Do you want to do it? Sure, okay. let's do so, it. Yeah, yeah. And then exhale. And you just kind of keep going at that pace of inhaling. And exhaling. And if you do this for about five minutes, um, three times a day, um, it'll really kind of, it can increase oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin as well as kind of alter some of those brainwave states getting you to more of that alpha which is that relaxed creative um, and kind of with the 5.5 seconds you can also add either left or right nostril breathing um, which is just kind of bringing attention to the fact that we breathe more through one nostril than another at different times of the day. Um, during the day, we naturally breathe more through our right nostril, which is the activating one. And in the evening, once the sun has gone down, we're more left nostril dominant. Um, and your left nostril is kind of connected to the right hemisphere of the brain, and your right nostril is connected to the left hemisphere. So with that being said, the, the right nostril, we can kind of see it as a gas pedal. It's kind of how your circulation speeds up, your body gets harder, hotter, cortisol levels, blood pressure, heart rate, everything kind of increases. So if you are um, wanting to increase focus and energy, what you can do is close, use your thumb to close your left nostril and breathe only through your right nostril. And you can do this, you know, using the 5.5 second count um, and kind of do that for five minutes. And then the reverse of that then is left nostril breathing. The, the left is kind of the brake system. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to the right's yeah. accelerator. And it's more deeply connected to the parasympathetic nervous system that rest and digest kind of relax side. So um, if you're feeling like you want to relax and calm yourself more, you can close your right nostril and breathe only through the left. So you can kind of check in with yourself if you're, you know, between meetings and wanting to say, oh, do I need a little more energy or do I really need to kind of calm down using that 5.5 um, second interval. You can check in with your body kind of before and after and just see if you're sensing any changes. Sometimes it's kind of e easier to breathe in, in general after that and then kind of just return your breathing to normal and check in with your body how does it feel well the, the for me i can only obviously speak for myself mm -hmm. but the the two sides felt very different like the it just they just felt very different as yeah. a result like the i i probably need to do more of the plugging the right side mm -hmm. and breathing through the left side right. frankly yeah because yeah. that felt like actually kind of cleared the decks a little bit. Mm -hmm. So even though it's 
not energizing per se for my, my experience was mm-hmm. is that now it's feel, I feel clearer. Right. Yeah. And there are so many different variations yeah. of, you know, even just rotating left and right nostril breathing kind of for balancing of mood. And there, there's so much out there. Another little fun one that people can do kind of in between quickly and easily too is a lot of times um, we don't really pay attention to yawning. Um, Yawning we often assume is a sign of fatigue or boredom when it's actually something that can energize you as well. Um, It's kind of your body's attempt to re-engage and connect serving as a signal to kind of wake up and making sure that we stay alert. Um, And it has to do with increasing or shifting energy and balancing the nervous system and kind of science is showing more and more that it's a powerful neural enhancing tool. Um, And it also allows us to open up and connect with another person's feeling, leaning more fully into what's actually happening. So people often say it's contagious, (laughs) which it is. is, But the reason because it is, is because it communicates empathy and actually enhances intimacy. So it's a compliment to yawn with someone. It actually means you're joining them on a deeper level. It's not something we should be apologizing for. It's something that we should be like, oh, great, thanks. You know, we're we're truly kind of connected in this moment. And yawning also helps our mind and body kind of transition from one behavioral state to another. That's kind of the main function of it, kind of moving from sleep to wakefulness or wakefulness to sleep or even anxiety to calm or boredom to alertness. Um, So it's a good idea to yawn and to yawn often. You don't need to wait until your body is demanding a yawn, rather, (laughs) right? Yeah, because you can make yourself yawn, right? right? Yeah, That's the whole point. This is called deliberate yawning. Um, And it will reduce anxiety, improve mood, and kind of help you relax. Um, Even Olympic athletes have been known to kind of deliberately yawn before competition. So... If you have a speaking engagement, yawn before going on stage. (laughs) If you have a test that you're taking, yawn before you begin. If you have a big project you're working on, yawn periodically kind of while while you're working and and once yawning starts it it takes over your body and being. It's it's actually almost like an orgasm and actually learning to deliberately enjoy full body yawns throughout the day can even improve your sex life at night. Wow. Well, that's pretty Yeah. So it's, it's easy all, to do. It's all connected, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, it takes less than a minute and gives your facial muscles a little stretch. So to trigger a deep yawn, do six or seven fake ones, and eventually a real one will emerge. Um, and don't stop there. By the 10th or 12th yawn, you really start to feel the power of it. Um, your eyes might start watering, um, but you'll feel relaxed and alert and completely present in your body. So that's a little fun, random one. To that's a really fun, with. random one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who knew, right? It makes me want to yawn. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I'm kind of going to guess that probably to to think about also some of the natural things that we probably do with our breath that we don't think about very much is, you know, it brings to mind when you were talking about yawning, the whole thing about sighing. Mm-hmm. You know, when people sigh, it's also something mm-hmm. right that is changing it's changing something right right it's that transition period excellent yeah. so is there anything else that you feel as we're as we're wrapping up here is there anything else that um that would be make, would make sense to share with our listeners as just things that they can 
either foundationally do to establish a, 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 a individual breath practice or something that they can do in the moment if they're feeling like they just need something? I, I think kind of trusting our body's own innate ability to heal. I think our body often needs what knows what we need and when and kind of being still enough to listen to that where your your body will make you yawn when you need yeah. to yawn, or I should yeah. say make you, allow you to yawn when when you need that. It'll allow you to take a deep breath. So kind of tuning in and, and kind of listening to that as much as possible, um, I think is is important for people. And and just kind of knowing that Conscious breathing kind of teaches us to be the pilot of our autonomic nervous system rather than the passenger of we actually do have a little more control of that than we may have previously thought. And that's a really fun and exciting thing. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's a good news. It's yeah. good news, right? That's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Well, Nina, thank you so much. I've really appreciated our conversation today and appreciate you uh, being on with us as uh as we move especially uh, into you know more stressful times that look like they're coming so thank you thank you for having me yeah absolutely yeah.